Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your funky host, Kyle. And this is your other funky host, Peter. Hello, listeners. We need to have a funk off to figure out who's the funkiest. Funk uh, off. <laughs> I was going to say, our, our, our listeners can uh, uh, respond to a poll on our Facebook page. <laughs> It's like we both get zero votes. <laughs> right. Poke us on Facebook. Oh God. Did they get rid of that? I know there was a thing. I think for that's a while. been gone for like a long time. God, I'm old. <laughs> What's a Facebook? Do you remember MySpace? Mm-hmm. Uh speaking of MySpace, uh that's actually a good segue. So we are today on our episode we are going to uh jump back twenty years because Roughly well, 15 years. Uh, because we're old now. Um, and when you get old, you start reminiscing about the past. So we thought it would be fun to do an episode where we kind of talk about songs that we listened to when we were in high school. Um, now, we kind of tried to keep it to songs that were popular around that time that we listened to. Because uh, I'm sure both of us listened to, you know, oldies and stuff back then. Right. Just like we do now. So, yeah, we kind of tried to keep it to the time period. So it's a bit of a, hey, remember that song kind of episode. But, uh, yeah, I was feeling nostalgic because uh, we turned 30-something. Uh, 32. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that, that explains, because I was curious. I was going to ask you why, um, what the why, inspiration Why was the topic episode. came up? The inspiration is I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know, like, maybe it, maybe it is just me turning older. You start listening to stuff from high school and you start saying things like, music nowadays isn't as good as when I was a teenager. Right. Um, speaking of that, I, I, I there's no way I'm going to be able to pull up the study, but I remember reading a while back that there was actually a study done that found that, like, mentally your brain, like, latches on to things that were pivotal in your, like, basically like teens to early 20s so that's why pretty much every human alive thinks whatever Mm. music was popular in their teens to early 20s is much more nostalgic and better than modern music because the brain attaches a lot of uh, sort of sentimental value to that and basically like once you start getting into like your late 20s or 30s your brain actually has less of an ability to kind of accept new music huh I wonder if we discussed that at all, because we, I are even just now remembering that we did an episode, I don't know, maybe a, a year or two ago about like music and nostalgia. Yeah, we, I mean, um, we, have, we may have brought it up then. I don't remember. I don't remember. You listeners can listen and figure it out. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was like a psychology study that they did or they just interviewed people, but it was kind of interesting that they basically pinpointed that, like, yeah, everybody does that, and most people, like, kind of, their musical tastes are locked in by the time they're, like, 30. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, we're, this one's just gonna be kind of a loose episode. We're just gonna go back and forth talking about some of our favorite songs that we listen to. We'll play little clips of them, talk about why we like them. Uh, so it should be fun. Yay. Yay. Um, well, do you want to start us off, I guess? So, I, I, a little bit of background, listeners. Um, when Kyle brought this episode concept up to me, I, uh, I have had, I had trouble for one, like digging back into that part of my brain that was high school, <laughs> um, <laughs> but also 
being like, what the hell did I listen to at all, let alone like what was popular at the time? Um, I did I did manage Kyle to come up with a, a few songs, um, but I guess we'll get into it more as we go along. Um, but um, anyway, do you want to start us off with the, the first one? Yeah. Uh, so the first one I came up with is the song Last Night by The Strokes, which ironically didn't come out when I was in high school. It came out when I was in middle school. It was 2001. Mm. Um, but the reason this song is really nostalgic for me is I got an iPod mini for, I think, my birthday Hmm. in 2004, which I was a freshman in high school. And one of the first songs that I bought on iTunes and put on the iPod mini was this song. For whatever reason, to this day, I remember that. So, yeah, this song, obviously, because it was on my iPod mini, I listened to it a lot on there. iPod was a big thing back in early high school. Um and so yeah. and i've always liked the strokes but this song in particular i think was like the first song by them where i was just like i like this kind of music i'm 14 <laughs> and it was so, also your first one on the ipod that's pretty fun was that your yeah. first i must have been your first ipod then yeah uh yeah yeah the ipod Probably. mini was my first uh i don't think i had any of the big fat white ones before the mini i'm trying to remember i had a cd player in middle school but it was like one of those cool like super portable Walkman, whatever ones. Um, no, oh I yeah, I definitely had a CD player as well. I kind of—I I was thinking about that. I kind of miss like portable CD players in a weird way, especially like the cool ones they started having towards the end, where you saw like the window of the disc spinning and stuff. Yeah, I feel like the design of them actually was quite nice right at the end there, before they kind of yeah, stopped. It was like being popular. It's kind of a good point. It's like they reached like peak design just as like MP3s basically wiped them out. Right. Um, but uh yeah, let's do you, do you uh, miss the experience of like having the different discs and all that or I don't miss like carrying around the big binder full of full of CDs. Right. Um everybody had one. Yeah. I just miss the sort of physicality of like taking a CD, putting it in the CD player, being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's the only thing you're listening to right now, so you just play the whole thing." So it's, it's kind almost... of like a portable record. Yeah, I was about to say, it's almost like if you wanted that experience now without having to carry it all around, you could just sit at home with a CD player and yeah, yeah, not CDs, have the big binder, I guess. Unlike, it's weird, unlike records, I feel like CD players are kind of in that like in-between of like analog and digital, where it's kind of just like, why? If I want physical, mm. I'll listen to record. If I want digital, I'll listen to Spotify. Right. <laughs> they, yeah, they haven't... Maybe, who knows, maybe in 10 or 20 years they'll become nostalgic again. I know people are already nostalgic for cassettes. But uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's play a little clip of Last Night by The Strokes. I feel like there was a big thing with music videos in like the late 90s to early 2000s was like because Weezer did the same thing kind of replicating like 1950s 1960s talk show mm. look right I guess I'll toss it to you Peter what's your first song um so I partially thank you to the playlist you sent me that was like mm. oh that like t- early, early 2000s. 2000s yeah 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 
Um, actually, I ended, I ended up looking at other playlists that were like for specific years in this time range. Oh, that's smart. Um, I should have done that. We, uh, yeah, so listeners, I mean, more or less, we're kind of trying to narrow it down to 2004, 2008. Um, but as we already started with, it might go outside that a little bit. Um, so the first uh, one I had on my list uh, was Hey Ya or Hey Ya by Outkast. Um, which I didn't realize came out actually a year earlier in 2003. Um, but I kind of remember it's it, this kind of the thing where like, even if a song te- technically came out a year earlier, sometimes it doesn't really like catch on until a year or two later. Um, Very good point. I'm not saying that necessarily happened with this song, but I feel like the, the life of a song usually is more than just like the first year it came out. Um, yeah. That's this a reminds very me of high point. This song reminds me so much of Summer. I don't know why. Maybe it, was, maybe it got really popular in Summer. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I kind of see what you mean about that, though. Um, I don't really have any specific memories of this song. It's just a song that I like from this era. And I, it was one where I hadn't thought about it in a long time until I saw it in the playlist. I was like, oh, yeah, I love that song. Um, for, I was going to say, for, like a good, for at least the first two years of high school, they played this at like every school dance. <laughs> It was like the hype hype song that everyone just jumped to. Well, how um, how else were you gonna shake it like a Polaroid picture, Kyle? <laughs> that's I was gonna say that's dated. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Outcast is great. Uh, they're one of those kind of like rap groups that I like kind of slept on, but then realized later on like, oh, they have a lot of really good music. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe our listeners should also experience the good music. The good music. The good music of Outcast. It definitely seems like we had pretty different tastes in high school. But we can get into that more as we go through. Mm. But like, yeah, your stuff is a lot of sort of popular R&B, hip-hop stuff. Mine is all sad rock music. (laughs) Well, and like, something I want to emphasize with the ones I picked, like, I don't feel like these are songs that I, like, these don't necessarily represent as a whole all the music I was listening to at this time. But like I said, I was kind of having trouble remembering that. But I do know that these are songs that I like during that time. And I did notice that kind of in a trend of they kind of tended to be like hip hop songs or mm. R&B songs, at least in retrospect, um, which is not something I ever really like realized at the time, I guess. I don't know. It's sort of interesting. But yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, though, about the difference in the list. I guess the listeners will know once you tell us about the next song. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I was that sad kid that shopped at Hot Topic in uh, in the early 2000s. So, my next song that I picked is a song that I was literally just everywhere. I'm, I'm sure you heard it, Peter. Mm. Is uh, Franz Ferdinand's Take Me Out, which came out in 2005.
I remember seeing the music video for this a long time ago, and I really liked like the graphics in it, so to speak. Mm. And I think this was like one of the first kind of moments where I was like, "Hey, that those graphics are really cool. How do you do that?" And that kind of started getting mm. me into like graphic design and stuff. Interesting. Um, because yeah, I mean, for what I think two thousand three, this two thousand five, when the song came out, like. I don't even know if After Effects was probably barely a thing back then. So, uh, however right. they did, did this graphics were probably pretty painstaking. It looks good. I, I've never seen the music video for this, but um, it's a, the style is cool. I like it. Yeah, I saw it on, on MTV a lot, like back when MTV was still a thing. And yeah, it, it kind of blew my little like 15-year-old mind. I was just like, wow, this is way different than anything I've seen. It's kind of funny because I, f- I feel like this song has, this isn't sampling anything, is it? Because it feels like a no. much older song. No, they definitely, they definitely were kind of going for a lot like that, you know, early 80s sort of fuzzy rock feel. Yeah, but, uh, that's kind of like the vibe I get from it. Um, I feel like a lot of music yeah. in that, like strokes kind of as well, but a lot of a lot of the modern rock music of like the early 2000s was definitely kind of hearkening back to that late 70s, early 80s stuff. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah. I wouldn't say they're like a one-hit wonder. There's a couple other songs by theirs I like, but hmm. they definitely like had their moments, so to speak. I don't, I don't even know if they're still around, to be honest. I feel like we've talked about them at least one other time, but I don't remember what the context was. We may have. We may have. Uh, it says they're still around, so good, good on them. Two thousand. Good on them for still moment. being alive. <laughs> like ten years later. <laughs> Twenty years early. But uh yeah, good stuff. Um so the next song I chose was the song Canned Heat by Jamiroquai. Now I didn't realize that this actually came out in nineteen ninety nine. Um wow. I had never heard it until freshman year of high school. Um and you can probably guess why, Kyle. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Because that was like... Did, did that come out of freshman year of high school? Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I distinctly remember that being like the first big thing that people were talking about, like right when we started high school. Oh, um, man. Wow. January 2004. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Or yeah, oh, so like, I guess it must have been the, within the first... The, the budget months. for that movie was $400,000. Dang. And it made $46 million. Oh my Holy god. Crap. No wonder it was yeah, successful. I, uh, I watched that movie again, I don't know, a few weeks ago. It's like, dude, that thing is a masterpiece. Oh, absolutely. Like, That's one of those like comedies that like will stand the test of time and will be watchable like 50 years from now. Well, and like it I'm mean, like what the 2000 so I mean we were coming up on the 20 year anniversary of that movie, crazy enough. But like it's still just as good now and I feel like um they did a really good job of uh, it doesn't feel like it came from that time or any specific time. It feels kind of like timeless almost. I think they did that on the purpose because every every time I watch that movie in the back of my head, I'm trying to figure out like what time period it's set in and I still yeah. have no idea. <laughs> um, anyway, so I love that movie um, and this Same. song was prominently featured in it. Um, so for that reason, this song reminds me of high school, I guess, even though I, I had no idea that it had 
been in 99. Yeah, Jamiroquai is great. I, I don't know if that's how I discovered him. It probably is. I think it is for me. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, Jamiroquai is the shit. Uh, if any of you listeners haven't checked him out, don't sleep on Jamiroquai. There's Can't Heat, there's Little L, there's uh, Virtual Insanity, which is a really good yeah. music video. I think I just sent you that the other day because it popped up in my feed again. Is that the one uh, where you said you, you do have it on vinyl? Or is it, was that a different one? I, I found out I have a, I have the single of Little L on vinyl, but I don't oh, have okay. any of the full albums. Cool. But uh, yeah, Jamiroquai is very cool. Did we play a clip of Can't Eat or are we splicing that in? I'll put it in there somewhere. It's fine. We'll do it live. The next band that I picked is another band that was super popular in high school if you were a sad little emo boy and that band is uh my chemical romance um i feel i mean i i would not identify my past self as a sad emo boy um but like my chemical romance like i think that was one of like the big i was full-on sad emo boy there's a famous (laughs) not, not famous there's an infamous like uh what's the word uh portrait photo of me that my parents have framed to this day uh, <laughs> of me when I was like 14 or 15. Oh, man. And they were like, oh, we're going to do family portraits, blah, blah, blah. And because I was a sad little emo boy then, I wore, I think it was like a black button-down shirt with like a skinny red tie, basically trying to look like my chemical romance. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, and like black converse and everything. It was so cringy. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, if I, if I, if I find it, I'll uh, send you a picture of it. It's pretty great. That's like, really funny. It's very much a time capsule. Maybe that'll be yeah, the gift so... to the listeners for our 10th anniversary this year. <laughs> Just post embarrassing photos of ourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, My Comic Romance, they were, kind of, they were one of the really big kind of emo bands in that like early 2000s era. There was them. Yeah. Uh, it was what? Uh, Mayor Hawthorne, mm-hmm. Fallout Boy, um... Oh, what was the other big one? The one with the guy that started a cult. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I picked My Comic Romance because, and I picked this this uh, song that we'll play here, Ghost of You, because I really, really, really did... Do- a lot of these I picked because I dug the music videos. I think I watched a lot of music videos back then. Hmm. Um, and this was like pre-YouTube, so I must have seen these on like MTV or something. Um, but yeah. So let's play a little clip of Ghost of You by My Chemical Romance. It's the music video short really cool is really cool. You guys should check it out. It's like a forties USO World War II thing, mm. but like with modern emo music basically playing over it. It's pretty great. Yeah, I don't know why emo music was so big then, like why everyone was sad, but then people aren't sad now. If anything, like emo <laughs> music should be 
with like the pandemic and then like global warming and impending world war three right uh yeah you would think emo music would be more popular than ever but no everyone's happy maybe maybe it'll make a comeback soon maybe but yeah i don't know i just dug this particular song it's a bit it's a bit slower for them it's not as edgy but Mm. it's it's good stuff hey kyle hey peter do you know what a website is no it's a thing on the internet and you can go there and it's fun is that where I can find things to do? Yes, that? you can find things to do there. <laughs> uh, getyourfunk.com is a website for funk radio. And there are, you can find our, our episodes there. And you can listen to them. And you can download them. And we have a tip jar. Do you like money, Kyle? I love money. Well, people will give us money there at getyourfunk.com. Yay! <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode of Funk Radio? I like the one about butts. Well, at getyourfunk.com, you can use the search bar and type in butts, and it'll pull up our episode that we did a while back about butts. Yay! And now back to our previously scheduled content. Uh, <laughs> this will be a quick one, my next song. Um, it's the song Yeah by Usher. Um, I think, wasn't our last episode that we just did the... The crunk one. Yes, yes um, I think and we talked last or second to last. I think it was the last one, but we have. It's been a while since we've done an episode. Um, yeah, good point. Anyway, <laughs> we talked about that the song in that episode. I guess. Oh yeah, it might be in better context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's one from this era, or I guess slightly before it. Um, but I remember it from high school, and I like it a lot. It's fun. So. The funny thing is, I, I'll have to do more research into this because I'm kind of talking on my, on my ass, but there is actually a genre that's kind of kind of popular right now that's literally emo rap, hmm. um, where it's like rap, but they're sad. <laughs> and huh. it's it's just kind of funny that it's come full circle within a different genre. But yeah, I've, I've heard that term thrown around. I... I couldn't really name any emo rap artists or whatever, but I'm just like, wait, that's a thing? <laughs> yeah, I've like, never... I, I mean, guess I, Machine Gun Kelly is kind of one, but... I'm just running down emo rap as a potential future exploration. Yeah, it's it's one of those things we'd have to dig into, because I literally know nothing about it that yeah. Gen Z can tell me. On our but, Facebook uh, page. <laughs> Gen Z probably doesn't even use Facebook. <laughs> that's. I was going to say, that's the most boomer thing you've oh said Oh my gosh. Yet. Uh, I, I was reading that that like like a uh, majority of people under the age of like 22 literally don't even have a facebook but they have like instagram or whatever which unfortunately is owned by facebook mm. but like more and more younger generations are basically basically see facebook as like something that their parents use to connect or whatever that's really funny i mean so, yeah, I mean, if you look, if you fast forward from here, like another ten years or so, I wonder if it's going to be more targeted toward like our parents' generation. Like, I know a lot of people that oh, age and older it already has been. already uses it a lot, but I wonder if it will be more like directly meant for that age group. 
And I see what you're saying. Point, you know what I, mean? I see what you're saying. I did see a funny, it was like a little webcomic or whatever on Reddit where this guy uh, was, I don't know, he was talking and then it, like a personification of Facebook like came up behind him and was like, hey, what you talking about? Because, you know, Facebook is always listening to you. And he like shushed the person and he's like, he's like, no, you shut up. The only reason I use you is to talk to my grandma. And as soon as she dies, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that pretty much sums it up. And it, yeah, it kind of summed up my feelings on Facebook. Like, oh, I only have this because older people in my family still use it to talk to me. (laughs) I, I use Facebook messenger on a daily basis, but I don't, I like don't use Facebook itself really anymore. Yeah. Facebook Messenger, I just see as basically like texting. Yeah. Which is probably their intent, but yeah. What were we talking about? Um, <laughs> completely went off well, the we list. listened to, or I mean, probably, if I put it in there already, uh, we listened to Yeah by Usher. Um, yeah. So you, this was another one that was slightly earlier in 2003, um, but again, like, these songs have a good shelf life, so like, I definitely remember it oh, playing... Yeah you know, during sports games or whatever, or just in general Mm -hmm. during that time. Mm -hmm. So speaking of uh, games, I guess this is a segue. Uh, The next song that I have in my list is Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Um, And the reason I picked this song is because it's going to sound really stupid. Um, When I was a kid, I, you know, you'd, I had video game systems. I had PlayStation, PlayStation 2. I think I don't think PS3 was out. PS3 didn't come out until I was like uh, junior in I think college. That was. Or high school? I think that was like end of high school maybe. Yeah, it was like 2006 or 2007 or something because yeah, I did yeah. get it in high school. But So yeah, I think at this point I still had a PS2. But because I played video games like every you know, boy did, I was really into, uh, these flight simulator games called Ace Combat. Hmm. Um, oh, that, I, but, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. You, you're a jet, you shoot other things. It's like a arcade thing. Anyways. Hmm. Uh, and I think at right around 2003, 2004, like right around when I was starting high school, um, Ace Combat 4 came out for the PlayStation 2 and the sort of opening video, cause you know, they, they would have like a C, like a CG opening video kind of setting up the story of the game and there was mm. like a loose story that no one cares about. Um, the the opening video, when you first play the game, uh, plays the song Bring Me to Life by Evanescence and for whatever reason, mm. I thought that was just the coolest shit. Didn't, never heard of Evanescence before, but discovered them through a video game. That's pretty So fun. this this random song has a lot of memories for me because it reminds me of playing video games when I was in early high school playing on my PS2. It seems like an interesting choice for a Ace Combat game. In, right i guess at least in retrospect yeah it, it was definitely it was definitely a weird mashup like kind of like sad not really emo rock but like sad hard rock mixed mm. with like a flight simulator game but uh it worked it was really cool huh. I love it. it obviously stuck with me enough that i associate the song with the game um another song from that time 
uh, that did actually come out. <laughs> One of the few songs in this list that actually did come out during the high school. Time. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, was uh, Cranked At by Soldier Boy. Um, this was in 07, which checks out because I think I remember this in like junior year ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the song was so big. Oh my god! Like everyone was doing the dance at like whatever dances there were. All right, and this isn't even a song where like I'm like, oh yeah, this is like a legitimately a good song. I enjoy listening to it. It's more like it's <laughs> kind of funny to look back on, mm-hmm. even though it's slightly annoying. Um, and it also is. I, I feel like I couldn't talk about High School Music without mentioning this song, just because good of how point. big it was. Yeah. Can you still do the dance? I don't think I ever could do the dance. <laughs> All I remember is the part where you crank that and you do like the revving with your hands in the air, and then when you do the Superman. You like put your hands out like Superman. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I, I still I don't know what Superman right that hoe means because it sounds like a sex position, but it doesn't sound like a very interesting one. Um, that's a good point. I feel like a lot. I feel like this song had a lot of suggestive lyrics that I never bothered to understand what they meant because I'm scared to. <laughs> yeah it was like one of those songs where it's like uh, 16 17 year olds probably shouldn't be di- diving too deep into these lyrics <laughs> but they do oh but yeah this song was i i love i love how absolutely batshit crazy soldier boy has gone by the way right. um, did we mention him in the something about video uh, games episode we maybe? we had to have because yeah he in like recent years he's gotten in like all sorts of trouble trying to release like quote-unquote soldier boy game systems but all they are is like sort of like chinese rebrands of like cheap you know like emulator things yeah yeah fake systems that look like a game boy or look like a nintendo but they're just they just emulate the games and it's basically pirating uh i think he even got a cease and desist from nintendo um And yeah, he just keeps he just keeps trying to come out with these like Soldier Boy systems and like make a buck, and it's just it's just funny because it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, cool hobby for him, I guess. I my favorite was like apparently he said he announced that he was partnering with Atari, and then like Atari Twitter came out and like responded to him or just like. This is the first we're hearing of this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that <laughs> oh sounds about right. But uh, yeah, Soldier Boy, uh, he had a hit song in 2007 and then promptly went crazy. I, I mean, as far as I'm aware, he's the one hit wonder of this song. I don't know if there is anything other notable that he came out with. He he is to me. I mean, maybe in the rap scene he had more more hits, but that's literally the only song I know by him. Right. Speaking of one-hit wonders, um, it's kind of a tie-in. Uh, the last song I picked is by a fairly obscure emo band called Boxcar Racer. Um, the song came out in 2002, so again, I'm kind of outside the time frame. Sorry. Um, but Boxcar Racer is actually a spin-off 
band from Blink-182 that was started by the singer Tom DeLong. Uh, I think it had the drummer from Blink-182, too. Let me see. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Tom DeLong and Travis Barker of Blink-182 is fellows. Some other guy played guitar. Um, but, yeah, I I think my cousin introduced me to this band because, like, I was already kind of into Blink-182, and he's like, oh, if you like mm. them, you like this. And they were, like, even more sad and emo than Blink-182 was. <laughs> like, the music video for this song that I'm, we're going to play there is literally him singing Being Sad in the Rain <laughs> for the entire music video. But like literally I can't I can't think of emo music and not think of his voice because it's so distinct and Oh absolutely, yeah. But uh yeah, this song's really good. It's really sad, and it made me a sad little emo boy. Did you ever listen to it outside in the dark and the rain, Kyle? I I, I held up a boombox playing this song to my crush. <laughs> outside in the rain. So the last song on my list um, is another song I had forgotten about until going past it. Uh, the song "Crazy" by Gnarls Barkley. Um, I there's, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, I forgot that Gnarls Barkley is a duo between CeeLo Green and producer Danger Mouse. Um, oh, I always thought his name was Gnarls Barkley. Yeah, I I thought it was like a like a stage name. I did too, but I'm like reading that, it's kind of like ringing a bell. I I think we talked about Nars Barkley like years ago. I don't remember I'm what sure the context did. was. Um. Oh, anyway, I, I either, but that's d- bringing memories. This either their only like popular song, or actually, literally, this is their only hit. I think, or one of their only hits. Oh, that was what about F U. Yeah, but I think that was just CeeLo Green by himself, though. Oh, you're right. Okay, that's what I'm getting mixed up. Okay. No, I'm. I'm okay. I I made a mistake. I think they do have a few other songs, but they don't have that many. And I think this is probably one of their more well-known ones. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this came out in 2006, so it's within the time frame. Um. It's. Uh. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I guess we'll uh, we'll let our listeners uh, decide what they think. I love that two separate videos that we picked were kind of like emblematic of like graphic design trends from like the early 2000s to the late 2000s. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but well, no, this song's great. Yeah, this yeah. song's great. I, I, I forgot that Gnarls Barkley was CeeLo Green, and the, but then he went and also did music himself. And I always kind of forget that the two were really the same person. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know. He, uh, I I completely forgot that. He, I don't know if he still is, but wasn't he like hosting one of those like talent 
singing shows for a while, or he was like a judge or something. That does sound right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But no, good song. Good song. Uh, the song was that song, and then the song F.U. When did that come out, by the way? That uh, was during college, I think. Oh, okay. I'd guess like 2010. That song was huge, too. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I remember Fuck You was like super big when we were in college, and Crazy was super big when we were in high school. Yeah, hey, Fuck I mean, You was to have two, like, 2010. Massive, to have two massive hits in like a, what, five-year time span, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think that covers all of the music we have selected for our veritable high school days. Um, I, I kind of like that we kind of like went in two different directions. It kind of shows... Yeah. A, that we're two distinct people. Um, Despite what you listeners but, might think. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, I've, I was always a little bit into, like, R&B and soul music, but I didn't really, really get into it until, like, early college. Basically, a combination of you mm. and uh, just kind of jokes and stuff, like, got me way more into the, into the R&B music in, uh, like, freshman year of college and beyond. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I listen to like you know the the staples and like like the staples, um, like you know Marvin Gaye and and, and uh, I'm spacing on names right now, the OJ's and all that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't like really like do like a deep dive into it until we started doing funk radio. Right. Well, and I feel like like it's similar for me too. Like I don't feel like I really strongly found my like musical tastes in a strong way until college which is kind of why it was this was kind of difficult for me to find stuff because like obviously Mm -hmm. like i listened to music in high school like everybody did but yeah i i feel like i i don't have as many distinct memories during that time i think because i hadn't quite found my personal taste in terms of style and all that at that point um that's a yeah that's a really good point i i was kind of stuck in like kind of like popular rock music phase in high school Mm. but then once we hit college you know i I got into funk and soul music through you i got into uh, electronic music through dan Mm. literally before dan i just was like oh it's all beeps and boops i hate it (laughs) uh but now it's like i think i listen to more electronic music than anything else at this point um right I mean, I guess what music isn't electronic anymore, though. Um, but yeah, that's a very good point. I feel like I feel like I didn't sort of broaden my musical horizons until college, where in high school I was kind of I wasn't like like a metalhead or something, or like I only listened to like one specific genre. But I was very kind of stuck in like you know I listened to di- very different versions of rock music and maybe a little bit of popular R and B, and that's about it. Right. Yeah, no, I I like as well that I'm actually I'm in a little I'm on a way I'm almost surprised that we came up with such different lists. Um, I mean, knowing that you were a sad emo child, that kind of makes sense, I guess. <laughs> but like, I would have guessed that there would have been more overlap, or like, oh, we both wanted to talk about that song and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like I said, like I I, I almost mentioned Jamiroquai because who doesn't like Jamiroquai? I thought about mentioning some popular songs like cranked at and all that stuff but i was mm. like yeah those were popular but they weren't songs that spoke to me at the time you know right. what spoke to me was sad white guys whining about things um and that, now that's what we've become as a podcast 
<laughs> we need to change our name to emo radio oh gosh oh that's too funny oh uh, well i was gonna say i feel i feel like our entire generation at this point is emo like if, if you're on reddit for more than like five minutes you just want to like slit your wrists uh, well you yeah. listeners cannot find us on reddit i don't know if that's even a thing for podcasts to be on reddit um, i don't think so probably um where are we oh i guess we already said we were on facebook if you're old you can find us there if you're young you can find us on spotify (laughs) if you're really old you can find us on soundcloud yeah and uh if you're really really old you can also listen to us on itunes we're also on napster uh (laughs) find us on limewire (laughs) no download viruses on limewire and find us (laughs) Or no, they go to download a normal song in LimeWire, but instead it's us. Our show is the virus. <laughs> Our show is the virus. I love that. Uh, so yeah, uh, this has been your sad emo boy host, Kyle. And this has been your happy, funky host, Peter. Yay. Bye, we love you. <laughs> <laughs>